0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So just little old me today, I'm afraid. I promise you, one day I'll get a guest. I'll surprise you, and I'll have a guest on. Uh, that is the uh, the goal of 2021: more guests. Let's see how that goes. Um, There'll be the usual stuff, something from the week of when this one was recorded, and then it'll be all the uh, the games, movies, and TV that you've come to uh, to uh, enjoy or sit through. One of those. Uh, if you're checking that on YouTube, do subscribe. It's a big help to the channel, and uh, I appreciate it. So there's that. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast. The Darkest Timeline Podcast. Oh, oh my word, all oh my days. I can't remember you say that. Right. I know what your first question is Mr Cook what is it you're tucking into drinks wise a energy drink a cup of coffee glass of water no siree I am drinking wait for it oh that's lovely I'm drinking a alcohol free beer from a north Brewery glass, both of those things will feature in this podcast, but they will feature later. Not now, later. Uh, A little bit of housekeeping, which has rapidly become one of my least favorite phrases. Um, I missed a week, and I want to apologize for that. Now, I know. That me missing a week has literally no impact on your life whatsoever. But, look at it this way. It actually brings time closer together. So, I think we were running at three weeks time difference. So now we'll be running at a two week time difference. So, you know, every cloud, every cloud. What it does mean is I have two weeks worth of podcast to fit in. Now, I know a few of you are strapping yourselves in, getting those old seat belts, double checking them, make sure you're well and truly strapped in, but don't worry. For the purpose of this, I have gone with a more streamlined version, maybe? Um, basically I've got two weeks worth of um, stuff to talk about but then a small amount of like the entertainment stuff uh, I thought I'd keep that to a minimum, now admittedly I've not been doing like last week um, the reason I didn't do a podcast and the reason that I haven't watched or, or done all that much same reason so We've literally—it's been—it's been days of content gathering rather than two weeks, so not missing out on all that much. Let's dive in. See how we get on. Before we do, we're just gonna have a little—trying to work out what the what the taste on the back of this is. Our part of me wants to say grapefruit. It's delightful. It really is. It's super pale. Um, But yeah. Like I say. We'll get there. Um, First thing on my list of things to talk about. Just says worst run. Um, We've all been there. We've all been there. Anybody who has ever. Made an attempt. To get fit and healthy in any way, shape, or form, you've always got that one where you're like, mm hmm, that goes down as the worst, whatever. Um, I've had rounds of golf that have been like the worst round of golf. Um, I remember a round of golf, I remember. Uh, very much around the coast where I left a club uh, sticking out of the ground uh, because it was that bad around um, I, and weirdly I I feel quite uh, in a lot of ways I feel quite fortunate because you know you might go out a bit chilly but you know there's, that's incentive to make you run faster Um Hands are cold. Well, you know, either put a pair of gloves on, tuck them up your sleeves. You know, it's things like that. But, it was all the planets aligned to make this the worst run. I've taken Leanne with me, one of the few uh, where we went together. She decided it was going to be a long one, and I had decided it wasn't. Unfortunately, we hadn't communicated each of those sides of that conversation to each other so i only found out that it was going to be a long run a long one after we were already x percent in Uh, and i'm very much the kind of person who i'll be like all right well if that's what's happening that's what's happening rather than being like well i'm not doing that but the tank was well and truly Empty. Um, something that I will come on to. Um, just like hadn't hadn't been eating um, like big meals or or a lot um, over last week or the week before, um, and that uh, you know it's just one of those things. It results in an empty tank, the energy, the fuel however you want to look at it, it's just not there Some and some days, no, you know, you can't explain it but the, 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 the ability, for whatever reason, the, the tank is dry so it was that it was also cold and it was also raining the rain was like tiny little shards of ice hitting you in the face so there's this combination of all of the, like the worst aspects. Like if you, if one of those aspects hadn't been that way, it wouldn't have been as bad sort of situation. But all of them conspired to create what is so far being dubbed the worst run. Um, yeah. They're the ones where you're just like, it's not like why did I bother or I shouldn't have bothered or, or that it's in some ways it, it, it gives drive and determination because you know that the next one in theory can't be as bad um, so yeah we had the we we, we had the worst run so mentioned earlier about a glass and a beer sitting in said glass um, I uh, I can't say I went to because went to involved me sitting literally where I'm sat right now I was part of a online beer festival now I know what you're thinking, you're thinking, hang on a minute pretty sure you don't drink and you would be correct so uh, we got the option to have this, um, this beer festival, uh, it was arranged by um, getting over alum, Mr. Stuart Woodmancy. Um, and obviously, not obvious at all, Just gotta stop saying that. Um, and one of those things, Stu knows X number of people, those people love the beers. Um, and they offered this out to said people and those people were like yeah cool and I think he needed a, a certain number and I'm pretty sure he had over that number uh, and I got an invite part of the reason I got an invite was because allegedly uh, the company in question which was uh, North Brewing Company had said that they could accommodate a non-drinker So the way it works is, uh, you join a Zoom call, they send you a box of beer, they send you a glass, they send you a snack, and you sit and you have a, there's like a a tour video of um, premises and things, they talk you through the beers, Uh, obviously, not obvious, for the uh, the alcohol drinkers, uh, all the beers were the same, and those beers... Uh, ...were to be consumed in a particular order, and so on and so forth. Uh, for me, it was just, we'll send you some non-alcoholic beers. Um, so, the the tour the was interesting. Uh, they talk about how they're dealing with um, the way the world is now, and things like that. Talk very passionately about their beer. Talk very passionately about their company. Um... All that side of it. Enjoyable. Interesting. And so on. And so on. Oh. Oh that is nice. So. Then after like. An hour or so. It's basically a situation where the person. Who's running it. They drop out and they just leave you to do your thing. Um. I was um, kind of in dad mode Saturday afternoon, um, and I, I won't I won't bother you with the details, but um, I, I kind of needed to be available, so hung around for a bit afterwards, um, and that was that. So that was. The tour and the premise of the of the thing. Now, what is about to happen is that what it's going to sound like is that I'm going to be slagging off the company, and I'm not, because I hold no hard feelings and no ill will. Nobody has done me wrong, but from a customer service perspective. I feel um, that what I said to people was that there there was two options for this process one they could have done it in a certain way so that when the box was opened the recipient and in this situation the recipient being me could have been pleasantly surprised the other situation Was that they could have done the box in a certain way that when the recipient, again still me, opens the box, they are ever so slightly disappointed. So, everybody that I knew on this call, the Zoom thing, was like, want to know what you're going to get in the box. We had to, you know, as per instructions from Paul, uh, we had to keep the box sealed until Saturday morning, and I did that, I left it so I left it inside the kitchen, and the cats took great interest in it, but it remained sealed, Saturday morning, let's get this box open, get the beers in the fridge, so of the six drinks I received, uh, one of them was a 330ml can of non-alcoholic beer, and one was a Tall Boy, which I think is 500ml, correct me if I'm wrong, Um, of non-alcoholic beer. For want of a better way of putting it. The other four drinks were lemonade. So. One was an actual lemonade. Another one was an apple juice. Then there was. What I believe is another. Lemonade. With ginger. I am uh, not a massive fan of ginger. And The. Final one was a red thing that to this point in time, I haven't opened it, I haven't drunk it. To this point in time, I still can't tell you what it is. The glass is very nice. I'm using it right now. And the snack was um, these little... If you know what like rice crackers are, they were like little rice crackers, but they were cheese. And they were really nice. Uh, I almost uh, wanted to look into getting some more. Um, obviously, not obvious, but everybody was like, "What did you get? What did you get? You know, what you know, what interesting things did you get in the box?" Uh, and I, I didn't want to be the guy who was being negative, and I didn't want to be the guy who was like, "This is rubbish," and I wasn't. I just said, short version, lads, I got lemonade." What? Yet yeah, I can't sugarcoat it in any way. I got a couple of non alcoholic beers and I got the rest of what I got was lemonade. There was disappointment. Um, I almost felt like people felt disappointed for me. Um, I'm all about the crack and I'm all about the banter. I drank those two non alcoholic beers while we did the tour and stuff. Uh, I had the snacks. I used my glass. I had a whale of the time. Um, and that was that. So, if anybody's keeping count, and I'll give you a clue, if anybody's keeping count, I'm pretty sure I said early on, oh, oh, that is a lovely non alcoholic beer in my glass. Um, so, Went out yesterday. Went to see Father Christmas. I not, not for me. Although I enjoyed seeing Father Christmas. I'm not going to lie. Uh, took the girls to see Father Christmas. Came home. When we got back. Somebody was trying to deliver a parcel. So that was good. Got back. They gave me the parcel. Job done. Came inside. Shut the door. Locked it. Walked into the kitchen. And there's a knock at the door. It's like. Is this another? Is this another parcel? Is this another delivery? Open the door to find, Mr. Paul Williams stood there. Uh, I've brought you something. Uh, Stu instructed to bring this as a replacement for the uh, for the box from from North. And I was like, hmm. Okay. It was a bag. it back. Had a look full of non-alcoholic beers um some of them sound amazing this is actually, I'm drinking one now and this is the first one I've had, but I only got it I only got them yesterday, so, you know um, one of them is a pumpkin spiced beer that is non-alcoholic um so huge 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 thank uh shout out and thank you to Stu, and a big shout out and a big thank you to mr williams um for you know both of you going out of your way to make amends as i have uh, as i have said and conveyed i wasn't hugely put out um I, couldn't, I can see the difficulties, you know, being a, a beer company trying to then source. Because the other thing was they weren't going to source their own beers because they don't do an alcoholic range. Um, I can see the difficulties. I wasn't, I wasn't wildly annoyed about it. Um, but on the flip side, I was hugely blown away by what came off the back of it. Um, I am going to enjoy tucking into these beers... Um, I am very much aware of the the non-alcoholic aspect of it. But like I say, this this one tastes amazing. I've had, in the last year, I've had some amazing non-alcoholic beers. And a couple of those non-alcoholic beers have been uh, some of the nicest drinks I've ever had. Um, So, you know, there you go. Um, so, going back two weeks, I had, uh, on my Monday morning weigh-in, I had a big, a big weight loss, so, um, I'd had two consecutive weeks of losing three pounds a week, um, so in two weeks I'd lost just under half a stone, I was hugely impressed, I was wildly impressed, um, Which, then coming to today, I was like, okay, here we go, going to be a big one. I was a bit like, if I get on the scales this morning and it says I lost five pounds, I wouldn't be surprised. I basically didn't eat for a week. Um, Just too busy and just just not in in a position. I was eating like one meal a day, running around all over the place. Wasn't exercising quite as much. Um but was still exercising um so i've written like a week ago i'd written down about this weight loss and I i was feeling real good about it um i've also written on my list today about weight loss um and that is because i was like if i've lost five pounds it's gonna be huge it's gonna be a real big thing I wouldn't be surprised because of the way the last week's gone, but you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. If we've lost a pound, that's good. Two or three, great. Any more, big bonus. Super, super looking forward to it. Super happy. Stepped on the scales, and yes, you've already guessed it. Luckily, they didn't put any weight on. It's the only saving grace in all of this. But yes, I didn't lose any weight. Um, I was saying, you know, there's a possibility that I have overdone it over the weekend. Um, but, looking back over the weekend, there wasn't anything wildly out of the order. And especially on weeks. I, it's similar to weeks where I've still lost weight, is what I'm getting at. Um the other option is that I went so far into starvation mode that my body was like right we need to hold on to everything because we're in starvation mode so one of those options is is true I think we have to put last week behind us and move on so I think we'll see where we're going to be at next Monday and then you know, might have to make a decision change things up a bit um, I've eaten a little bit more today to try and um, spark my body off back into doing it's job so um, yeah we'll have to stay on that one and I'm sure I'll keep you updated um, I wanted to discuss Yorkshire puddings oh man Yorkshire Puddings G... Bus. So I have this thing where um, there's a point in time where I learn how to make Yorkshire Puddings uh, and then from that point I've basically been attempting to perfect uh, what I do each year is on the run up to Christmas I make a load of Yorkshire Puddings to try and make sure that I'm making the best version of the Yorkshire pudding. Uh, last year I uh, made a rookie mistake by attempting a new technique for um, getting the correct amount of oil in each one of the, like the little dish bits of the tray uh, on the day. On Christmas day I was like, oh i watched the video and uh, it showed you how to get the correct amount of oil in all of the pots so I'm going to do that on the day luckily for me it was a success um but it could have so easily gone the other way so here's the thing i know how to make Yorkshire puddings i've had two test runs so far and these two test runs have just been showing me just what A man is judged on his Yorkshire puddings, and if, you're not, if you are not hitting your best every time, because at some point in time you are going to make the best Yorkshire puddings. If you if you try and perfect your art, you are going to make the best Yorkshire puddings. I have been told those were the best those ones don't do anything to change what you've done there but here's the thing there are so many things so many elements so many intricacies to making the perfect yorkshire pudding that there's so much that can go wrong so here, here's the the two things that I've done wrong in the last two hours since. number one didn't leave myself enough time then convinced myself that I didn't need the time. I mean. Imagine that. I know I need half an hour. And because I. Had got into my head that. That half an hour included the heating of the oil. Getting them in and all of that. I then. I managed to convince myself that I needed 20 minutes. 20 minutes. You can imagine what they came out like. So I had to I had to defend my honour and redo redo it. So I set out. Right here we go. I'm gonna get these ones right. <sighs> Everything was going fine. Now a little bit of the same as last time I'd actually shortchanged myself by five minutes because I'd done exactly the same, I was like, oh, the uh, the time that I need includes the time to heat the oil. And then, when it came time to heat the oil, instead, just put the oven on and left it. So I lost five minutes, so I had to put five minutes at the other end, but that was fine. But, I'm pretty sure where it's gone wrong for this one is... To heat the oil and the oven, you need the oven to be at 230 degrees. But to cook the Yorkshire puddings, you need 200 degrees. I have left the oven at 230 degrees and cooked them. So, we ended up with soggy bottoms. Now, here's the thing. They were perfectly edible. You could eat them. They were fine. But. Fine. In the world of the Yorkshire pudding. Fine. Might as well go in the bin. And. I've never. I've never dealt with something. That is so. So. so intricate as this there's so much room for error and yeah I've been been hitting I've been hitting them all and at this point in time now we have basically got this weekend to try and rectify this before the big day to be fair, I get the opportunity, you know, I get two opportunities this year to do Christmas dinner. So, you know, two chances, as Mr. Often used to say. But I'm telling you, I have never. I, pastry. Um, I can't do pastry. My hand's too warm. Um, and it has caused. Many problems. But yeah. George Puddings. Jeez. Finish off on a light note. Not that I don't I don't know if any of that was a real downer for anyone. But I'm going to finish on a, a light note. A couple of months ago I saw a... Uh, I believe it's a meme. But I'm, I'm getting old. And I don't know these things, so I think it's a meme and it, all it said was uh, I'm not asleep and then underneath it said every dad who has sat down on the sofa for more than five minutes and I had a right old chuckle at that, I was like dads, <laughs> that's funny Because there was there was a time, you know, a couple of months ago, where I was like, "Man, sitting down, (laughs) falling asleep, funny." Sat down yesterday to watch *Arthur Christmas*. Um, It's that time year. Gotta get your Christmas movies in. Oh my god! Did I? I, I'm sorry to interrupt this broadcast. No Let me just double check. No, then Sorry 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 I've I've missed something off the list. That is that was nearly a massive problem, right there, that is now rectified, sat down yesterday to watch uh, Arthur Christmas, now I have never really seen Arthur Christmas before I am um, sure any long time listener of the podcast will know me and Christmas have a funny relationship um, good news to anyone who is keeping track, I am uh, this year I am trying so uh, it, you know it's hit and miss, it's hit and miss Reason for watching after Christmas is um, my middle daughter gets funny with films and things um, there are things she'll watch and there's things she won't watch. Um, I think she thinks that some things will be scary um, and to avoid that she just says she just says no. So my eldest wanted to watch The Grinch either of the Grinches um, and my middle daughter didn't so we were going through options uh, Muppets Christmas Carol no um, show trailer she should bear in mind that she did watch the animated Grinch last Christmas and enjoyed it but no, wouldn't watch it so tried to find something Lands like, what about *Arthur Christmas*? So the way we do it is, we show a trailer to get an idea of whether uh, it's gonna it's gonna be okay. And she agreed to watch *Arthur Christmas*. And I was like, this is cool because my eldest was like, yes; middle daughter was like, yes; Lands like, yes; the baby was asleep, ticking a lot of boxes right now. So got them drinks um, blankets tucked up ready to roll put it on <sighs> I'm telling you I think I got five minutes maybe more ten minutes and I was just sat and I was like you know when your eyes are real heavy, real heavy. So because of that, you're like, oh, I'll just, I'll just, you know, shift round in the seat, move, you know, have a uncross your legs, cross them again, sit up a bit. Another couple of minutes. Oh, I'm pretty sure my eyes might have been closed then. A few more minutes. It's like, not sure if I missed a bit of this so this went like this for I'm going to estimate 20 minutes there was a point where I turned to look at Leanne and she was like are you asleep then? no 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 I'm not asleep immediately remembering the meme I'd seen literally two months ago and I'm like Ah, balls. I guess I've reached that age. And it's that thing, there are a huge number of things about being a dad and the role of a dad and those sorts of things that I'm actually kind of settling into. I started doing this thing where I I don't remember what stuff's called on purpose. I feel that I'm I don't have to remember stuff anymore. Uh, my running joke I say to people is what's that uh, what's that thing called? Pepper Patrol is it? Poor pig. Um, but yeah Remembering stuff like what things are called like kids programmes <sighs> Like there was a time when I would pride would have, would have prided That's no, that's not, not right, is it? Would have been proud of myself. That sounds better. Because um, I, I, you know, I was down with the kids. I knew all these programs and stuff. Now I'm like, I'm a dad. I don't have to remember anything. Um, so there, are, there are aspects where I might like, being a dad's cool. Being a certain age is cool. But, but yeah. Now I, now I feel like I'm just turning into a cliché. <laughs> I sit down on, on the on the sofa and I'm asleep in five minutes. It's like, oh man. No, that's making me yawn. I've sat on the sofa so, you know, surely we know what's going to come next. Well, let's talk about some other stuff. Uh, that's been kind of like two weeks condensed and uh, smashed together. Um. I watched a comedy special, which is the first comedy special I've watched in a while. Uh, I was saying the other day, I'm getting excited because it's nearly that time of year when I get to sit down and watch uh, Richard Pryor whilst wrapping Christmas presents, which is uh, my least favourite uh, pastime, but needs must, so it'll be it'll be soon, I can tell you that. Um, but the upside is, I do get to watch Richard Pryor live on Sunset Strip. Um, hands down one of the finest stand-up specials there has ever been. Uh, but this was not the one that I watched recently. The one I watched recently was um, Kevin Hart's latest special. And do you know something? While I'm here, I'm going to tell you what it's called. Because I didn't write it down, so I'm going to have to look it up. How can I find that? Quickly, would it come on? Oh, it's got it's got a rude word in it. Damn! So it's called Kevin Hart Zero. What zero fucks given? Um, Now is not the time to curb our language. So anything that lies to you and wants you to believe that something is real or something is not something else I have instant issue with just tell the truth because yes we absolutely believe that that special was recorded in your house and and it wasn't recorded on a sound stage on a set That has been built to look like somebody's living room. Because it's not even going to be your living room. (sighs) So let's get that out of the way. Next thing. Shortest version is. Leanne gave it the best review. She was like. That wasn't very good. That wasn't. And I was like what? She was like it wasn't as good as any of his other specials. And I thought about it. I was like. No, you're right. It wasn't. Um, I feel there's a lot of, in the world we're living in at the moment, there's a lot of trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. And I understand that it is very difficult for people who work in certain, I was going to say companies, it's not companies, people who work in certain professions physically can't make money, you know, um, Musicians, for example, if you make your living from playing music to live crowds, you are shit out of luck. Um, and comedians are another one. Now you've got your comedians like Bert. Um, he's done an entire, I think, it's like basically like two or three tours around America, just playing driving movie theaters. I think Tom jumped on the bandwagon towards the back end um, of the touring and I believe um, Bill Burr has also done a few shows like that but it must be difficult and the other thing that must be difficult is comedians get their material from being out in the world from experiencing things (laughs) a lot of those people are locked in their houses so I do get it, but I am reminded of the phrase, just because we can, doesn't mean we should. So, just because we can do a stand-up special, doesn't necessarily mean we should. <sighs> like I say, Land's Review was the best review of it, it just wasn't very good now then that doesn't mean to say it was bad it was perfectly watchable and there was some laugh out loud moments but nowhere near as many as normal um, I watched a stand up special a little while ago Pete Davis? Davidson the Saturday Night Live guy I'm gonna. I am gonna look it up because I don't want to just carry on talking. King. What's that? Is right? Pete Davidson? There you go. Good. Um, and I'm pretty sure I said at the time that I felt that that might have been recorded right at the start of the virus and the lockdown stuff because there was a suggestion watching it that maybe there were points in time when the crowd the audience whatever you want to call it weren't actually there um, and that was a stand-up session that was perfectly fine but it had um, two or three really standout jokes that were just Really good jokes. And to be fair. Kevin Hart's special was the same. It had um, some. You know. Two or three really out jokes. But the rest of it was just. Okay. Um, short version as you don't have to take my word for it. It's on Netflix. If you've got Netflix. Which I imagine everybody has these days. It's basically free. So if that's your cup of tea, I know I haven't sold it very well, it wasn't bad, it wasn't a chore, it was just not his best work, Um, take from that what you will, so, I I watched some movies, now you're going to have to bear with me, the reason I'm talking about them, three films I haven't seen, two of the three films I saw a couple of weeks ago and if I'm honest I'm struggling to remember a lot about them do you know something one of them I might actually have to oh no I was getting because it's another Guy Ritchie film and I was getting it mixed up with that rock and roller no I do remember what this one was who? Um, I watched three films all films I've never seen before so that's why we're going to talk about them uh, I'm not going to talk about Arthur Christmas mostly because I, I missed some of it don't feel it's fair to talk about a film that I haven't seen all of so watched the film Honey Boy Honey Boy is a bit of a weird one because it's supposed to be partially if not Almost all autobiographical. Um, it stars. Shia LaBeouf. And he plays. His own dad. It's got a kid. Who's supposed to be him. And then it's got another guy. Who's supposed to be him grown up. And it's basically a film about. Um, the, the trials and tribulations. Of, of a child actor. Who. I suppose it's in a, in a in an abusive child parent relationship uh, it was written I want to say directed now I'm going to have to look it up why, why can't I ever do any homework oh, sounds like when I was at school what am I looking for honey boy Honey, boy. Do 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 do. No, not directed, written by. So written by Shia LaBeouf. Uh, and like I say, uh, it, 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 it was confusing because as far as I was concerned, this was uh, autobiographical, biographical, whatever you want to say. Um, however, there was a thing at the end. It was like all characters portrayed in this film are fictional you know so i don't know anyway very good film um, bit terrifying might not be the right word scary maybe not so much just that 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 whole child actor thing that whole sort of I listened to a podcast recently Corey Feldman I I think I mentioned it and he was talking about being a child actor and how awful it is and basically there are two types of child actors, one that gets sort of like picked up and is kind of protected by the industry and then there's the other one that is basically chewed up and spat out by the industry Um, I think a lot of people know at least something about Shia LaBeouf and where he kind of ended up very well publicised and you know I did feel that there was maybe an element of I don't know, woe is me feel sorry for me, you know I, I am the way I am because of the way the way my life was. But on the flip side, I don't think you can go through that and not experience and not come out in a certain way. Um, it would appear that he had a particularly awful time of things, and I don't know how close you know. Any time that one person's telling a story that had other people in, you have to take it with a little bit of a pinch of salt, but yeah it was it was pretty awful because uh, there was this aspect of I'm not overly sure how old he's supposed to be I think he's supposed to be like 12 maybe but ultimately he was his dad's employer um that goes into a lot of the reasons why that was um and it was basically employing his dad to be like his minder, so that he could go and make movies. Um, but yeah, so rough. It's a rough watch in a lot of places. Hard, hard watch. Good film. Um, I've been put off where I'd had it on my list, raging, and it was a film I wanted to see, but. I think anything like that. You have to kind of. Psych yourself up. And build up to watching it. Um, I've had a few of those recently. I think I was talking about last time. A film that you know. Has the potential. To make you cry. <laughs> you have to be in the right frame of mind. To sit down and watch that film. Uh, it's that kind of thing. Bearing in mind. This is coming from a man. Who watched. Who watched. Um, Infinity War Avengers Infinity War and then watched Avengers Endgame and cried at the end of Endgame so you know that was last week Um, so I watched Revolver Now there's a mixed bag of a movie. This is going to be a jeez. Sp- ah, no, it's too. I don't think I can tell you what I was going, what I was about to say, because it would ruin the whole film. And as far as spoilers go, that's not a spoiler. That's being a dick. now I have to try and navigate around that Guy Ritchie trying something a little different let's say that let's go with that man there's a lot to unpack from this film and I really don't feel like I've got the energy so Jason Statham has floppy hair and a a big moustache I want to call it a Fu Manchu but I don't think it is like basically it would be a goatee but the beard bit of the goatee's been shaved out he looked awful. I honestly thought that the beginning was like going to be a flashback and then it was going to be X amount of time later and it was going to be him with his usual bald head and five o'clock shadow or whatever. Nope. No, it was. It, it started at the beginning. That was his hair and that was his moustache for the whole film and it was so incredibly off-putting, I am actually, there was early on and nearly turned it off, when I realised that they were actually wanting me to take that hair and moustache serious. There was a guy in it who had been in The Sopranos There is on oh there is a part of me right now that feels like I'm lying about that. What? What a hey, vol. Vol? Over. Oh god, there's a picture of it there. That freaking house. Oh, what am I looking for? Oh uh, yeah. He absolutely was in the Sopranos. I, I, I Sometimes I wonder why I second guess myself. Ray Liotta's in it. Ray Liotta plays the bad guy. Jason Statham, a guy from the Sopranos. Um. It's all about money. Supposedly, now, as previously discussed, we all know the rules for a Gra- for a guy Ritchie film. We know there's a twist coming. we just don't know where. When the twist came, I was <sighs> if I was a religious man, I'd have been on my knees with both my hands pressed firmly together begging that what I thought was about to happen wasn't going to happen. but I would have been too late. Um, Yeah. If you can watch that film and not and not liken it to another film immediately once the twist happens I'd be very very surprised, I'm being very vague, but unfortunately I can say one thing, and not only will it tell you everything about this film it will completely ruin the film, so if you have any intention of watching it um, I can't say that I also can in all good faith recommend that film there was a lot wrong with it. Whilst having a lot right with it. It. I might just have to stop talking about it. Because I, I can't. I can't talk about it. That's a clue in itself. Anyway. Let's move on. So we don't have to talk about it anymore. Hmm. That was delicious. Or well, it's a Christmas movie. And boy, I'm glad I did. And not for the reasons you might think. Because you're like, is that because you're you're trying to get into the Christmas spirit? No no no. Oh I could have t- I could have spoken about that. I slept on the sofa on Sunday no, Saturday night. Because the, the baby just yeah, she you yeah, know, won't sleep to the baby downstairs, lay on the sofa that was that woke up Sunday morning and I was like oh my god, I've woken up in Christmas because Christmas music was playing and one of the first things I saw when I opened my eyes was the Christmas tree with all of the decorations and the lights running and I was like, oh wow, I've woken up in Christmas it was really nice I watched Christmas movie and the Christmas movie in question was the night before had it on my watch list for a couple of weeks was going to save it I think I mentioned this last time I was going to save it until December because you know well I'll keep that one to myself and honestly I am glad I watched this film and I know that you're like oh why was it rubbish Um one of those three main three main actors are Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Big fan of his. Anthony Mackie. I don't mind Anthony Mackie, and I do prefer him in more of a comedy role. But I often find him to be quite lacking. Um, but I have no major issues with him. And the third one. And here's the, the real. The real. The third one is Seth Rogen. Now Seth Rogen. Is one of those people that. A lot of the films that I watch him in. I enjoy the film. And often I find. He skates a really thin line with me. There are times when I'm like, yeah, he was quite good in that, but I think it was more the film that was good. And there are other times I'm like, you're just annoying. Weird thing is, and this is probably this probably says a lot. I couldn't tell you a single film or TV series or anything that fits that the, that fits that description, which would suggest that I actually enjoy the stuff he's in. I think I enjoy the stuff he's in more than him being in them none of that makes sense but that's that Night Before premise of the film is three friends um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's parents both die and the uh, his two mates sort of vow to always do Christmas Eve kind of going out and partying and drinking and stuff because um, his parents died around Christmas and they wanted to cheer their friend up. But they're all getting older and they're all getting on and they've decided it's not a tradition that can be that they can sustain because Seth Rogan's character uh, is married and is having a baby. Anthony Mackey's character has become a famous American football player. Joseph Gordon-Levitt has become nothing. So it's a film about that. It's also a film about the uh, the Nutcracker Ball, which is this legendary party, invitation only. All of this. premise being is that Joseph Golden levitt manages to get three tickets for the ball, and they're going to go, and they're going to go and have one last blowout. All of that is fairly standard. It's set, you know it's Christmas Eve, and they're going to do this stuff, and everything's going to be great. So, it's it's like a three-part problem here. Two of the three parts, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt and the Anthony Mackie side of things, are just fairly standard. It's a comedy, so you know there's elements of comedy from them, but nothing major. Joseph gordon has got this like relationship thing going on, and Anthony Mackie's trying to get in with his teammates. That's that. That is that done. The Seth Rogan side of it, on the other hand, is hands down the best part of that film. So basically, his story is that his wife and the woman, you know, his wife who is about to have his baby, wants him to have one last blowout before becoming a dad. So she gives him a box as he's walking out the door. And it has all of the drugs known to mankind in the box. (laughs) And Seth Rogen systematically works through all of the drugs in the box. (laughs) And it's just him going through all the different things to do with all of these different drugs. And it's hilarious. It's just. It's. Very. Entertaining. Um, (laughs) Yeah. There's another guy in it. Who's been in all sorts of stuff. Um, One of the underlying things. About the film is that. It incorporates. uh, Various. Christmas elements. So there's a. There are elements from like the Christmas Carol. Um, obviously, the uh, the ball that they're trying to get to is the Nutcracker ball, and um, there's a bit where uh, Raffy from the league. Oh, what's his name? I'll no, always, I don't care. He'll always be Raffy. Um, yeah, the point where he turns up, the point where James Franco turns up. Um, thoroughly enjoyable film thoroughly enjoyable experience really glad it was a Christmas movie it really lifted my spirit at a time that I needed them lifting and I heartily recommend this film Um, lot of fun lot of fun (sighs) right let's talk about some games um, VR wise obviously we have been talking a lot about um, Boneworks uh, and I'd finished it and I've been playing a lot of the arena mode um, just running around killing the uh, killing the guys um, with with different weapons managed to find look, looked up online managed to find a way to get more weapons into the arena mode um, it's kind of a bit it's not it's not cheating because the game allows you to do it but a bit sneaky um, but you can go to a particular level of the game and essentially steal all the weapons um, off off that level so you get a good base of weapons. Uh, I need to go back and play through the main story to try and find more weapons for the arena mode. but I have been having a lot of fun playing that um, as far as like the VR side of things. Um but hands down, Boneworks is gonna go down as my game of the year. I didn't uh don't think it came out this year. Um but for me for me personally, absolutely game of the year, hands down. Uh but you can't just spend all of your time running around in an arena killing zombies. You do have to branch out every now and then and i did that last night by playing stormland my conversation today saying that stormland was a weird one because when it came out everybody raved about it as a game and then it was a bit of a flare it kind of it burnt real bright when it first came out and then it just completely disappeared off people's radars i kept it on my radar because i wasn't in a position to play it so you know you kind of make that list of these are the games that i'd like to play if i got the chance well i got the chance because i got it for half price in a sale and i have the ability to play pc vr so uh, i started that last night very much a here's all the vr tools climbing um shooting uh different types of shooting. Um, running eventually and, and quick moving you've got like a a cool one is like it's kind of when you go into water because you're, oh, you're a robot you're trying to piece together how it's like a what happened like you died and you've come back and you try to work out why when you go in water you can like boost yourself along I don't know how you're propelled I think you have some kind of boost uh but that's a lot of fun. That's like a new VR tool that I've not used before. Um the rest fairly standard. Climbing. Yeah, we've done that before. Played that for a, I don't know, maybe an hour last night. It was good and enjoyable, graphics were real nice. Um, I will be going back to it. I would have gone back to it this evening, um but yeah, with the with the way the baby is and the sleeping doesn't allow a lot of time like at this point in time it's nearly 11 o'clock so uh, as I'm sure you can imagine not a lot of time for games but tomorrow maybe, who knows actual computer games I've been playing Dead Space 2 for the bajillionth time Um, amazing game really is an amazing game Um, I've been saying to a few people recently if they said that they were going to do a um, a remaster of Dead Space 1, 2 and 3 it would very much be a take my money now situation Uh, 1 and 2 are amazing Uh, honestly they are on my top forever game list Three, it was ambitious, um, but it was also the death of the franchise. So I think people would would say it was EA'd. Um, haven't played it for a while, Game Pass ran out, and I'm not, at the moment, feeling inclined to renew it, so I can't play it. Because of that, I did go back to Squadrons, and I did finish it. Um, I honestly can't tell you a more lacking game that I've played recently there was so little substance to that game I kind of wish they hadn't bothered and there are people that that want to tell me that, that it's a great game and it's a great concept and because it's cheap Because it was released cheap, that means that it's good. Because even though there's not a lot, you didn't pay that much for it. But, I don't agree. Um, I feel that realistically, if the people that made it went back to the start and remade it, uh, I feel that they would probably make different choices. There are a lot of aspects where... Just missed opportunities. You've got you've got a franchise. You've got a type of game. Make it good. But instead, it's like uh, you know, here's a mission that's going to bore bore you to tears. Good luck. All like, oh, right, cheers for that. Could you not have made a good mission? Nah, sounds like a lot of effort. Okay, thanks. Thanks for nice playing. Um, it's not a great game. Um there are aspects of it that are good however there's just no substance there it's just it's just a missed opportunity um, started playing uh, two games last night one of which is a game I've played before Spider-Man uh, I've been watching a lot about the Miles Morales game uh, quite I'd quite like to give it a go but I'm not going to give you uh, an astronomical amount of money for that you want for that game I'm pretty sure it's like 55 quid or something uh, it's just not happening so so there it did however make me want to play um, spider-man so took three days to reinstall that game to ask. Honestly. I don't know what it is. I don't know which aspect it is. I don't know if it's my PlayStation. Or I don't know if it's my internet. Or it could just be both. But there are times when it's like. Are you actually working? It's like. Oh it's going to take me 17 hours. To download this update. Alright. That's good. It's like yeah. Yeah. That's that's a thing. Alright, nice one. Cheers that. Um, I bought a game... Uh, ...in the PlayStation sale. I bought a Naruto game. Uh, it's not, not just a game, it's three games. And it was less than £9. So, you know, treated myself. Uh, the review of the first one was... ...oh, it's a fighting game that anyone can play... ...because all of you fighting moves and combos and this that and the other are all done through one button Um, obviously (laughs) I am the exception to that rule because I have literally just had my ass kicked non-stop up and down that game so far so (sighs) it's the same as every other fighting game out there isn't it anybody can play it unless you're me and you know these, these these games aren't for you, sir. So I'm going to go back to it. Uh, I do wonder whether there is some kind of leveling system. But I haven't seen anything. I imagine it's your rubbish, you can't play kind of situation. Um, but we'll see. Uh, and I'll keep you updated on that one. Um, so yeah, that is basically that. I don't know how we've run time-wise, but um, two weeks condensed and put into one podcast for your viewing and listening pleasure. Uh, Yeah, so thank you very much, and until next time, I'll say see you later. So there you go, what did you think to that? Another one done another one well into the new year now so uh, so new year means new possibilities and uh, possibly would be uh, would be guests maybe uh, if you or somebody you know has an interesting job why don't you get in touch get yourselves on or get the person in question on and uh, and we'll discuss interesting jobs. Interesting pastimes, interesting hobbies, any of that sort of stuff. YouTube watchers, uh, if you could subscribe, it'd be amazing, and that way uh, we can uh, we can keep that channel growing. Uh, everybody, jump over to the CookieCast.com, check us out over there, drop us a line, tell us what you got going on in your life right now. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.